This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Billy, not Will. Willie, not Bill. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Willie, just please add the Y at the end. I love it. I love it. All right. um, So the Krillcast, this is Manic Monday, because that segment hasn't died yet. So here we are. Um, (laughs) I know Billy is loving the fact that he gets introduced the first Manic Monday of season two. I'm so excited. I get to be here for a season premiere. Season premiere. It's like it's like Marvel, but better. Um, <laughs> so, what's new? What have we been doing on our five-week break? Maybe I'll tell you eventually, but we're going to start with what's new with the channel. So, the channel. We, we've hit 723 subscribers, so we're going up. Um, the Krillcast is now doing a live show. You probably missed it because you didn't see this video to tell you that it was there. But uh, that slash frag, shout out to them. We're on earlier before we recorded this episode mm-hmm. to do a live show with me and Billy, not Will. Um, and <laughs> we talked all about game streaming for 2021. It's a good informative video for anybody who wants to get into game streaming, live streaming, all that fun stuff. Go watch it. Get some tips. Get some advice. It's a live yeah, show, there. but it's not meant to die after one minute of live streaming from <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> it's meant to live on in infamy and be watched <laughs> by many over time. So there's that, you know. That's what we do. Um, so we have relaunched our Discord server. We're going to have a link down in the description below somewhere for you guys to check it out. I've realized recently that the Discord server link has not been in any video description in like six months. So <laughs> probably should fix that. It's in there now. Go. It will go. be. Um, <laughs> but if you go to the Discord server, we have Q&A section and a featured video section and a shout out section and a self promo section if you're into that kind of thing a lot of cool content creators involved not going to shout them out here i don't want to you know out them as being krillcast supporters and fans and friends wow but installation zero zeros in there no um he is but uh, uh that's not you join for us um and then you'll stay for the party okay so <laughs> what is new way forward we're still gonna have manic monday every monday news for the krillcast every monday manic monday um tuesday's changing we're going to have Troubled Tuesdays. It's a segment launching uh, something we don't like or something weird about gaming every Tuesday, something that seems to be some trouble, you know, like the PS Vita, Sony situation, that kind of stuff. Um, and then Wildcard Wednesday is not going to be the interviews anymore. It's going to be back to a wildcard topic each week, probably something clickbaity to get you to click on our videos, um, <laughs> something we're passionate about, but also something that's trendy or fun to talk about. Um, throwback Thursday is going to stay the way it is, even though it's like the least watched segment of our podcast, besides maybe Fridays and synopsis Sundays, which died a slow and painful death. Um, and then friendly Friday, we're no learning face-offs. We're not going to do faux Friday or fandom Friday. It's all going to be friendly Friday. It's a lighthearted gaming topic, kind of the, uh, polar opposite of the troubled Tuesday. Um, and then we are adding a new segment called Spotlight Sunday, where we're going to spotlight a YouTuber we enjoy because we really suck at giving critiques, so we're just going to start shouting people out on Sundays, um, starting with Tales of Initiative when it actually launches. No. Oh, one of these days. One of these days. <laughs> but this week you'll see we're going to be uh, shouting out somebody that I think deserves a shout-out and really been successful recently. And if that individual happens to watch our show, you're welcome to come on in the future because uh, – like your content, and I think you could be on your way to being almost like a Scott the Wise. Oh, that's that's a high a high accommodation from Chris, man. Yes. So, 
how do we feel about the changes going forward? Well, the first live show, I think, went really well. We had about seven people watching. Nothing crazy, but I wasn't expecting much since we've never live streamed before. Um, that slash frag, you know, they they're, they're have a pretty big audience on their channel, but uh, they don't have an audience necessarily on our channel. So <laughs> hopefully with the two new subscribers they got and the bunch of you that are watching today, um, Go subscribe to their channel, youtube.com slash dot slash frag 942 at the making of this video. Hopefully 955 by the time you see this video. <laughs> They'll be closer and closer to that 1000. So much appreciated. Thank you for coming on our channel dot slash frag. Um, what was the last thing I was going to tell you guys about? There was something else I was going to say. Um, keep doing good, audience. <laughs> you guys are great. You guys are the best. Oh. Something we really sucked at before we went on our break, engagement. So what I want to do is I'm going to try and pose questions and things to say to you guys to leave more comments and likes in the videos and tell us what you think. Give us a critique. Tell us what we need to work on or tell us something that you saw that you liked or something that you would have added to the show if you were running the show. Like let's say we were talking about Donkey Kong Country and you're like, man, you really should have talked about Donkey Kong 64. Comment below. Tell us that kind of stuff. We want to, we want to hear from you. The it's viewer. gonna be all Chris's alternate accounts saying, "Please do more Donkey Kong Country, please." <laughs> you know it. My 500 alts that are all this. <laughs> uh, another thing cool that happened during our break: um, the Infinite Road video broke a thousand views, so that's cool. It's awesome. That's, that's and if thing. you weren't paying attention, we did do an entire series talking about our favorite games, 1996 to 2020, while we were on our break. If you didn't watch that, it's complete now, so you can literally watch the whole series all the way through 2020 and find out why I picked 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim as the 2020 video, which now you're not going to watch because you know the answer, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> it did get 427 views. That's pretty cool, actually. The, the playlist got 427 views. So that's cool. Um, and Billy's officially part of the podcast. He's not replacing Will, but um, he's one of the co-hosts officially now. So. Oh, that makes me feel so good. I get... Oh, I get I get the membership card. You I do. Get... You're a member. No, no, seriously, that's that makes me feel really good though. Thank you. I'm really happy. He was that. he was more of a um, fill in for a while. Now he's part of the show. So anytime Billy's available and he wants to be part of the show, he's in. Oh, you're making me feel good. I like it. All right. Anything else we need to say, Billy? No, just I, I'm I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy that you know we're in season two and we're kicking some butt with it, man. I like it. I like I like the energy. And make sure y'all ch ch chime in, tune in <laughs> on Saturday nights at 9.30 p.m. for about an hour. We just, uh, like I said, we just did the first one right before we did this. And yeah. then we struggled through resetting up OBS after, you know, five <laughs> weeks of not doing it. <laughs> Worse. As always, I'm Chris. And I'm Billy Notwill. And we will see you on... The next Krilly cast. <laughs> we did it. He did it. He did it. This is the Creole Cast. I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm Billy, not Will. <laughs> That's like your tagline, man. I'm I Billy, not it. Will. Yeah. Um, today is Troubled Tuesday. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the PlayStation situation. So I'm going to outline this horrible 
mess of oh, you just want to put playstation next to horrible mess that's all you want to do <laughs> i love Go playstation ahead. i just hate the way they run their company yeah <laughs> all right playstation has recently made a bunch of mistakes and has made many people upset in regards to the preservation of gaming into the all-digital future. They announced the planned shutdown of the PSP, PS Vita, and PS3 stores, although they have reversed this decision based on the backlash, and let's face it, probably the amount of sales they saw with the impending doom of the store. Like, people were like, oh, God, I gotta pick up my last PS3 game, you know, crap, jump in and get the last couple sales in, all right? But they ended up reversing that decision for PS Vita and PS3, although the PSP, um, we'll discuss that in a little bit, um, not being reversed. PSP's done. And it's getting shut down. The PSP <laughs> store is it. gone. Um, <laughs> during the time between the plan shutdown and reversal of that decision, many patches of DLC went missing from the PlayStation Store, although they are slowly being restored in collaboration with Sony. And that's another backlash from the community has caused this, and therefore Sony is reversing their decision. Um, the third thing that has been discovered, and I think Sony's actually working with people on this, it has been discovered that the PS3, PS4, and PS5 require a CMOS battery for verification of clock in regards to the trophy system. And in order for your console to verify with PSN, the digital game licenses on your system. So in short, if this battery were to die, um, it will no longer be able to verify the real-time clock and sign into PSN with that real-time clock verification to validate your trophies. That's really what this comes down to. PlayStation is very protective over their trophy system. They don't want you gaming the system. And so this battery in conjunction with the real-time clock in conjunction with PSN validates that you're not cheating. And that is how they validate that your PlayStation is in good functioning order and you own all the games that you own. So long story short, uh, Sony's taking a lot of heat for this one because um, in 10 years when the PSN store is no longer working on the PS4, the PS3, whatever, whatever system they kill off next. Um, that means your game licenses won't work the second the CMOS battery dies. You know what a CMOS battery is? It's essentially a watch battery. <laughs> like, think about all that. Dependent Everything all is dependent games. on that little battery. <laughs> like, imagine that. Like, I know watch batteries last a long time, but seriously, that's what you're depending on. <laughs> oh god that's so scary i know that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying so what are our thoughts on this well i do want to start off with one thing although the ps vita store and the ps3 store are not shutting down what i just found out from shout out to ps vita at 2 a.m um the vita store is gonna stay open but the devs can no longer launch games on the Vita at all past August. So if you have a Vita game you're working on right now and you're a developer for the PlayStation Vita, your game needs to be out by August or Sony is cutting the cord. You can't make new games. Like You can still buy games, but there will be no more uh, <laughs> new games on the store. Just, I'm like, really? Just be like Cyberpunk and launch it right now. You'll be fine. You'll just put it... I kind, if of, it, I kind of agree with you, though. Like, Just launch the game now and then update it. That's dude. I, I, I wonder if Sony will uh, update some patches. Like, who knows? That would be that would be really interesting. Yeah, see I, right I, here. That's so rough. That Vita get like, how man. stupid is that? Okay, so so here's what I want to say to Sony. All right, Sony, you done screwed up. Okay, now in order to restore the community's love, you've already done half of what you need. The second half of what you need to do is. We need to have the developers able to develop for this console into the near future. Like, like imagine people can make new games to the Vita. You could still be making money on a console from 2011 if you play your cards right, Sony. Into the near mm -hmm. future, into the far future. I mean, that audience isn't just going to die. You know, as long as consoles can connect to the internet, they're going to keep buying the games. 
Absolutely. So I'm I'm really not happy with this. And then <laughs> no, the C- I know. The CMOS battery, the CMOS battery thing. It's just like how, how stupid is we're depending on a battery something that's going to eventually fail to determine whether your licenses are valid. Like that doesn't seem right to me. See, I'm like, like I'm on the fence with the CMOS battery. Like I, I have a lot of big problems with the first part. Like I am like the CMOS battery. I, you know, you can you can replace whatever. Like it's it's sucks, but no, no, you in conjunction with. The PS3 store shutting down, that CMOS battery dying would mean you can no longer verify your console. You'd lose all your digital so, games. So even if you got like a new CMOS battery, like replaced it? If the PSN store won't connect to your console anymore, you can't validate it. But like, wow, really? Yes. So if the PS3 store shuts down and you don't have PlayStation Network access on the console anymore, right? And the CMOS battery dies, it's already been tested. You cannot play your digital games because the license is gone. See, well, that's, that's like, as somebody that's, like, a huge physical media fan, like, I, again, like, I love everything physical media, I think that's, like, this, this is literally what I always tell people, and, like, what I always, like, I'm like, man, physical, like, edition is so much more you worth hear, it. So I'm waiting for this next reaction, then. So on the oh. PS4 and the PS5, that also locks you out from your physical library, too. What's the point of even, like, like, that's so dumb, that, like... <laughs> Yeah, if GameCube did that, man, I would be, I would literally be out like so much. Like, I've got it. That makes me more angry than like anything in the world. Like that place is Sony. That's like a joke. Like fix your Sony console, is man. reportedly working on a, a solution for this, but man, I am mad. They're like nine years too. Can late. you imagine? Like, <laughs> oh, my watch battery died. Oh, none of my games work anymore. Dude, if my PS4 or PS5 became a paperweight, like, I, oh my god, man, I, I don't even, like, I would literally be out in the street selling all my PS PlayStation games right now. I'm so over that. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. That's what I'm telling you. Like, so, Sony has made some bad decisions. Like, the CMOS battery thing, apparently it affects the Xbox to a lesser degree, but it does affect the Xbox, too, because yeah. they're all basically PC architecture, and the way they validate their licenses is stupid. Well, that's just, like, like... I mean, I feel like through all of the product testing and all of like the dev, like the dev time they've had, like somebody should have sat down and been like, "Hey, you know what might be a problem in the future? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's right here. Like this might screw everything." Yeah, so I'm I'm worried like longevity wise, what's going to happen with these digital licenses? Like you would think if Sony shuts down the PlayStation Store, they shut down all these systems, they would just remove that from the software, yeah. like that should no longer be a requirement for you to be able to play your PS3 games. Like you own what you own. The store is gone. It's not like you can re-download stuff. The store is gone. Right. So they should just like, take that out. Like that should just go away. Well, that's what effectively, like I thought the Wii and the Wii U, like with that situation, like that handled, I mean, not the best, but it was better than like what's going on with this. Like you could still play your stuff, even though the store is gone. Right. And you would be able to until the battery dies. (laughs) see and that's that's the insane part to me though that's like that's so dumb oh my god so if you ever hear about the playstation store shutting down get ready to replace that cmos battery right away that way you get another 10 years just don't even buy physical media it doesn't matter just well the ps3 will still play physical media the four and the five won't that's even worse i'm so mad about that that's all this is all inherently terrible sony come on so that that's the that's the situation that's brewing right now and sony is working very diligently to reverse the bad will they're getting from this 
deserved bad will from this. We're all getting new CMOS batteries. This is going to be so great. I'm so excited. Hey, the Vita doesn't have this problem, so, you know, the Vita. <laughs> Vita Island, join us. <laughs> Alright, anyways, like I said, shout out to PS Vita 2AM for breaking this story for me, and then uh, this website right here. Um, as always, I'm Chris, not Sony. I'm, <laughs> I'm Billy, not the Vita. <laughs> and we'll see you. On the next Krilly cast, season oh, two. Oh boy, see ya. Um, This is the Krillcast. I am Chris. And I am Billy. And today, we're talking about something Billy really loves. Oh, you know it. God, big, you Big know pickles. It. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, surprise! Mass Effect Legendary Edition. And uh, we're kind of talking about it in the light of it being potentially Bioware's last shot as an EA developer. Because EA likes to take any developer that hasn't made them enough money. Not even just money, but enough money. And just say, all right. We've had enough of you. See ya. And they cease to exist. Um, look at the company that was developing uh, Star Wars was thirteen thirteen, gone. No longer exists. All right. So, with several recent releases that are generally considered failures by Bioware, more EA than Bioware, um, including Mass Effect Andromeda and Anthem, it appears like Mass Effect Legendary Edition could be one of Bioware's last chances to prove themselves in the gaming market, especially with a fourth Mass Effect game heavily rumored. And with Lucasfilm Games handing KOTOR over to Asper is what I keep pronouncing it as, but it's actually Aspire Media. All right, so we're looking at KOTOR going to a company that's not Bioware. Like, how insane is that? Yeah, man. I. But at this point, like, give it to somebody. Like, I'm so I I'm so on the fence of like just give KOTOR to somebody that's gonna like <laughs> do some great things, please. <laughs> All uh. right, so here we go. What are our thoughts on Bioware in 2021? Is this their last shot? Oh, let's go. I I am ready for this. So I think, okay, here's my thing. Did you, have you seen the trailers for Mass Effect 4 and whatever, uh, uh, Dragon Age 4, I guess? Like the actual like like mini trailers they launched? Yeah, they were like, like what, 30 seconds and they showed nothing? Yeah, and it showed like, like enough to tease like exactly what is going to happen in the next game kind oh, of Oh, doesn't it have like Liara from like 100 years yeah, later? She, yeah, okay, yeah. Finds reapers and shepherd breeds and whatever, but um I so here's my thing, man. I the moment that I was like, "Oh, BioWare's dead." was when uh Casey Hudson and the lead director on Dragon Age like both recently left like 5 minutes before N7 day. Or not N7 day when they launched all the um new stuff and um and casey hudson who was like yeah let's do it man mass effect's gonna be great again and then like five minutes later he's like all right we'll see you guys later like i'm out of here i'm done leaving this project and but with uh with the um legendary edition i will give them some respect because like if you see the uh cut compared of the first one in the legendary like the first game in the legendary edition compared to the first game like in you know, the terrible first game that normally exists. Um, they made a lot of strides in the right direction. And I've only heard like from people that have tested it early and everything that uh, it plays a lot smoother than it did in comparison. Um, and they're including all the DLC. And that was the biggest fear I've had ever, like ever on this stuff. 
Nope, Pinnacle Station. Okay, That's not Pinnacle there. Pinnacle Station was so dude. Space terrorism is whatever. I I'm like Pinnacle like, Station. I do too, but it's so like like I I will give them credit. I will let them leave Pinnacle Station, and because of how bad like they couldn't recover the audio files and like everything they needed to do Pinnacle Station, I will give them a little bit of credit. But um, but they're including like the Dr Pepper helmets that they did, like the promotion they did with the Dr Pepper codes. They're including like, like, um, uh, what DL? The third DLC is like really awesome. The Citadel DLC that I love with like every ounce of my heart, and the, you know, and now they're canonizing the end cut kind of, so that's cool, I guess. But, but I don't know. I think they have a lot going for them with this, and I think this. I don't think it's gonna make the fourth uh, iterations of the next two like like. For Mass Effect Four and Dragon Age Four, any better? But I do think that like, like, this is a really good step in the direction of not focusing a, such a heavy canon of a company on a multiplayer game like Anthem. Yeah, I I don't think Bioware was right for Anthem. Like, if I was oh. gonna pick the right company to do Anthem, it would have been like a more like a um, uh, what's that company that does Titanfall? Respawn. Respawn. I would have picked would, Respawn. Yeah, like, Respawn. that's who I would pick. Uh, but for Mass Effect, Bioware is the company to do it. Like, let's be honest, that's the right one. Yeah. Um, but I will say this. Just pretty graphics on this game isn't going to make it, like, you know, over the top for me. I actually love the original way that Mass Effect 1 played, so hopefully they can improve it just enough that I won't be upset about the improvements oh, they gonna, make. you're going to hate it, Chris. You're going to hate it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't want them to change the essence of what it was so much so that I don't recognize the game anymore. I don't know if you've seen, like, what you have and haven't seen, but I, I've seen, like, uh, like what... It, it plays like 2 does now. Like, it plays a lot more akin to 2. Because um, I'm replaying the trilogy right now. <laughs> I, know, I see you play it once in a while. I see, I see that little... It's... I think... One needed. I will disagree with one change they made. I don't like that they um, they shot down the Mako, like uh, or yeah, the Mako, like comparably to how bouncy it was. Like they took a lot of the bounce out of it. I love the way the Mako I plays, loved, dude. Everyone hated and loved it so much because it was so bad. And I, I like the like, fact that you can basically go up a straight wall by just going diagonally yeah! up it. I love that. It was awesome and. They were like, we fixed it. And I'm like, it didn't need fixing. Like, Dude, this the was Mako, the meme of the Mako is just fine the way it is. Like, there's nothing it needed oh. to change. It was bad for a reason. It needed to stay bad. And some of the detailed upgrades they've done to it, like, I don't mind them. Or I really, like, I like some of them. Like, I like this. This is nice. Yeah. But um, there's other parts where I'm like, this just looks like a filter. Like, you just literally applied a filter on it. And I yeah. don't really care for the filter you guys used. I was no, I'm the same way because like uh, like some things that are really dark or really bright that I thought were like out of place. They did that on two like uh, or the third game. They put like this like filter to take away the glossy effect, and I didn't. I thought the glossy effect made it look more futuristic in my own. Yeah, life, and, but I don't know. So, don't know. what do they need to do with Mass Effect to stay relevant following the trilogy? Like, do we do need I to get DLC for the trilogy? Do we need to see a bunch of um drops for mass effect 4 what what's going to keep you interested in mass effect after they drop the trilogy um i think honestly i i think the support of like like listening to the community like that i think that'll be it because like 
one of the biggest problems I had, dude, I am so like, like upset with how they handled like the third game with how, and like, whatever. I know everyone was mad about the ending, but like, it just seemed like, com- like listening to the community was like their big problem. And then like with, An- with uh, not Anthem, with uh, Andromeda, like they were like, oh, let's take everything that people didn't like and just amplify it to like a crazy extent. And then, um, so I think listening to the community, I think if, if, uh, Bioware like doesn't get straddled by EA and like kind of does their own thing, I think if they're able to get the traction, even with all these new people on their team, and like I know it's almost a brand new team at this point, right? But if they were able to like like just listen to their community and develop that way, and like like take in what people did and didn't like, and and start giving us like constant updates instead of like a weird teaser here and there that's like. Hey, uh, we're working on something. Happy on seven days. Metroid like, Prime Four. <laughs> it's gonna be better than four. <laughs> um, but I, I agree with you. I, I think that the community, the lack of listening to community, was a problem. And I do think this change in Garrus is just kind of weird. Like I kind of like the dark and blackened look of his suit. It made me feel like he got burned or something. Anyways, yeah. And like this change. There's a lot of people complaining about this change for um, kind of an obvious reason that you'll notice if you really pay attention um, with Liara because her her form has changed significantly. If you look at the the shirt, it's like really different. Why yeah. do they spend so much time changing her shirt? No, it doesn't even look like the same like Asari. Like it's it just bizarre. Like... But I'm, I'm... there's just stuff like that that I'm like, why? Why did you do this? Like, why did you spend time on this? But back back to the whole point here. Um, yeah, listening to the community has been a big problem with them. I, I think as as part of EA, they got arrogant, and they mm-hmm. said, "No, we know better. Like we don't we don't have to listen to the community. That we know better than the community knows." Like, you're not Steve Jobs, okay? You're not launching the iPhone. <laughs> listen that's... to your community because it will help. Like, not to the point where you're changing things you don't want to change, but like, if it makes sense, then let's just roll with it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, my worry is too. Like, I know we're going on long, but like, my one big worry is um with their trailer for four like they're already they made such a cardinal sin right in like the trailer of four already and like and the tiny like like little bit of hope i had left and then i listened to or i watched that trailer that you're watching right now and i was like oh no this is gonna die like this is gonna be dead i'm I, can you tell me exact, you. the exact moment where you felt okay, that way so for everyone that has played mass effect i like chris you've beat mass effect oh right? yeah like okay a spoiler if you haven't beat Mass Effect. Like, this is your chance to, like, close your ears for two seconds. Um, the third game, if you have enough galactical or, like, galaxy, uh, whatever, accreditation. I can't remember. Most wanted. I Whatever. Um, you get that one scene, and you pick the right ending, which is the destroy ending. You get that moment where, like, uh, Shepard's chest plate, like, breathes. So you're like, okay, cool. Like, whatever. Uh, Liara... Like, in this trailer, like, it took a lot of fan digging and breaking into this trailer, but uh, they placed it where Liara's actually on Earth, and she's walking on the Reapers. And, like, if you look in the background, she's standing at, like, she's walking past dead Reapers on this planet. Uh, And this planet is Earth. Like, everybody has, like, attributed, like, after digging and digging, that this planet's Earth. Um, Who she's digging for is Shepard. And everybody is, like, at least me, I'm like, dude come on like i i'm very excited that shepherd is so awesome and like that's our character but like 
do you fucking they did this with the second game like they revived him like let him let it go man Pick i mean if it's a hundred years later and he's you it's know. it's like 600 years later based okay. on whatever well, he was like you know what they resurrected him once they can do it again oh no let him die just pick somebody else i am fine with them bringing back shepherd oh just it's... like if they brought back sergeant johnson by some weird way in halo i'd be fine with it <laughs> Like, let him die he needs to die he's, his his time they already is cheapened everything else in the halo series why not cheapen sergeant johnson too all right anyways oh. i'm excited for the mass effect trilogy but i'm cautious and then four i'm like dude next gen mass effect i'm all for it but they better not screw it up this is mass- probably bioware's last chance so as always <laughs> i'm chris <laughs> and i'm billy not will and we will see you on the next Krilly cast, season two. Krilly boys. Bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs>
And I'm curious to see what we see this game ported to in 20 years from now. Like, is it going to be playing on car radios? Are you going to be playing this on your watch? Like, who knows? You know, Doom has such a legacy of being ported to everything. So maybe this game will finish that legacy by being ported to every piece of machinery known to man. Oh, God, yeah. It's, I will give them, though, man. Like, I, I cannot wait to play it, like, on, like, a little tiny, tiny screen seven million years from now. But <laughs> but it's, it's worth, like, like, as much as I haven't put a lot of time into it, I do know the love and passion a lot of people put into, like, this, like, new iteration of it. And I, I think it looks good. I think that, like, Bethesda pulled some real good magic on this one. I like it. I, 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 think, they just I think the only thing that is going to keep this franchise like burning hard is xbox game pass and the fact that it's on there now so like people that have forgot about doom now that bethesda is with microsoft this game is going to see a lot more people playing it on game pass than what they would have saw if they had just left it with bethesda at 60 dollars a piece yeah and i think too like i think they uh i think this is a really good milestone for a lot of companies to kind of take note like you can like with how much they did to doom compared to like its last like iteration before this like take note man like kick some butt on innovation like they innovated a lot for this one 100 100 5 million copies later it's on game pass so it'll continue to live on with more people playing it than even before and uh, i think the aesthetic of this game is really really nice mm-hmm. and so i hope they continue past doom eternal with even more doom games i hope it doesn't end with eternal and Microsoft's just like, you know what? We got two Doom games on Game Pass. We don't need to invest in more Doom games. <laughs> That'd be silly. But yeah. Doom Slayer for Halo Infinite multiplayer. Big matter. Yes. Doom Slayer. Uh, I want the Gears of War guys in the Halo Infinite multiplayer. <laughs> I just want every first-person shooter character in Halo Infinite multiplayer. Because it <laughs> would break. Like, and it needs to be like a party mode, not like the ring. Because you don't want... <laughs> You don't yeah. want a Doom Doom guy versus Halo, <laughs> the Master Chief on, on <laughs> ranked matches. Maybe the, the Doom skin. Wants. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, break out of Mars. I'm on the Halo ring. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other side of Halo. So, what other franchises should be rebooted like Doom did? Oh man, um, Conquer's Bad Fur Day right now, please. <laughs> it's every 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 question, every time I get asked this, please. This is me begging. Please. We need Hello Kitty cruisers. <laughs> yeah! Oh yeah! Let's go round. To, let's let's make it again, boys. <laughs> Trek Two. I actually, I'm not joking. That is a great game. I want Trek I... Two to be remade on current gen consoles. Like they, they did SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. Why not do Shrek Two? Shrek Two was a great party game, I dude. Love that, that system game. was awesome. <laughs> like, that was like the first Xbox and GameCube game I bought. I think was. Shrek. No, not GameCube. Oh. It was like it was somewhere in my GameCube library, but I don't have it anymore. It's like a fifteen dollars game. I might have to go buy it again. <laughs> we can par second, Chris. Yes, Dolphin <laughs> Emulator. Um, yeah, <laughs> I love Shrek, dude. It's one of the best games ever made. No, um, it, it's up there. It's a p- fun party game, but uh, I I would gladly take a Shrek Two remake for no reason other than to see <laughs> Shrek is love, Shrek is life memed all over the internet. <laughs> I want to see Shrek and Doom. Somebody program that for me. Oh my god! That's, gotta, that's probably that's, a thing. That's that would probably be horrifying. A thing. I you, there's some really terrifying things in Doom. I can only imagine playing at night and you just like hear and like see this green monster coming around the corner. Horrified already. 
I'm waiting, I'm waiting, hold on, I'm waiting for this. Okay, I love that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I love it already, though. <laughs> I'm glad he died. That's, that's like, Shrek is pretty overpowered, man. Oh my gosh. I'm crying. I'm literally crying. Alright, that's how we're ending this one. Shrek is love, Shrek is life. As always, I'm Chris. I'm Billy, not Will. And we will see you. On the next Krilly cast. <laughs> no! We love Shrek. Um. This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Billy. And if you've heard the Switch Pro too many times in your life with it not coming out, you may be in the same boat as us. So here we go. So many people, Mr. Spawnwave, no offense, have mentioned or hinted or commented on or rumored no or offense. saw detailed leaks or specs leak on a Switch Pro. But let's let's think about this. Does the Switch Pro even make sense for Nintendo to make? Like, why would they make one of these at all? I mean, they're gonna no. break every record in the book with the current Switch model. Why would they? Why would they um, make the like break the ecosystem? Why? Why would you segment yeah. the population of Switch owners? You want every Switch owner to be able to buy every game. Yeah, and like. That's the thing too is like I even my past um retail experience at a store that sells games um <laughs> I like one of the biggest things that I always found like really uh interesting was that some of the games like for the 3DS and the new 3DS like didn't work like Minecraft you couldn't play on like older 3DS models right and people would get so confused on that and like that would be such a like like crazy thing for some people to understand and if that was the case with the Switch like as somebody who collects Switch games, I would be like, I would, I couldn't do it, man. I, mm-mm. I personally don't know why Nintendo, like, if they're going to do it, it's not going to segment the population of Switch owners. Like, that would be stupid. You have yeah. to make it where it's not much of an upgrade to the point where some game, like, like if a developer can choose between making a more powerful version of the game and a less powerful version of the game, they're probably going to pick the more powerful one because it's less work from going from. PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, down to a Switch. Like, you're not going down to a 360. I mean, this this thing is basically able to do PS3 and Xbox 360 on the go. That's yeah. the level of graphics we're talking about on the Switch. If you made, well, a more, me... if you made like, a, a 1080p screen with a high-res or high, a very powerful GPU in it, and it's called the Switch Pro, most developers are going to be like, okay, i got to do a lot less work to get it on here. Sweet. I'm putting it on there. I'm not going to even bother trying to dumb it down to the old Switch. Like, you don't well, want to segment your population. What do you think about, because uh, I know you play, like, every because every time I make the joke that nobody plays with the dock, you're always, you always are like, listen, I play with the dock. I do. Do you, what, like, if they were to upgrade the dock, what do you, what would you say on that? Like, if That's they fine. Release... I mean, like, is really, that doesn't segment your population. And I think that's more likely. I think you're not, I think you're more likely to get, like, a GPU upgrade through the dock than you are to get a Switch Pro. Like, a Switch Pro makes no sense. And what I would love to see is almost like a Wii U feature where the dock can play games directly. Yeah. Like, give I us think, the upgraded yeah. dock with the proprietary chipset that can upgrade, up-res the graphics of the Switch when docked. But also, I would just want it to be able to play games without having to dock my Switch. I would gladly pay $100 for a dock that will play games. Well, that's like, like two. I, a lot of the rumors I've been seeing on the Switch Pro, quote-unquote, 
um, is Involved that the like they yeah is that they would uh they <laughs> is they wanted to like move the screen like to be like to take up where the black spots are. But you know how like like truthfully that would be so terrifying to drop that thing once, dude. Like that that big piece. The of bezel glass. on the switch is designed with kids in mind. Oh, I but the pro would terrify me if they if they like. I, if they're, That's what I'm I, saying. What that bezel saying, is there for like they did, Nintendo could easily have designed a product with no bezels, but yeah. they won't because people drop their stuff. And that's like like the I DS just, is I, a clamshell design, not because I mean it's got two two screens and the, the two DS is you know notwithstanding, but the clamshell design is because it protects both screens. Yeah, and I just don't see like I I don't see the need for a Switch Pro honestly. Like I I don't see like. Like, I like the games I play on there right now. I think they play perfectly fine, and I play my Switch constantly. Like, if I'm not playing my PS5 or PC, that's usually the next thing I'm on. So Here's what Nintendo's going to do. It's going to be a clean break. You're going to go from Switch to the Switch 2, the Super Switch, the Wii U 2, whatever they call it. Yeah. It's going to be a clean break, but they're going to have backwards compatibility with the original, the first-gen Switch's games. That's what they need to do. None of this Switch Pro BS. It's going to confuse parents. If you have a Switch and a Switch 2 or the Super Switch or something that differentiates it, segments the population by going to the next gen, I think that's more likely than Nintendo saying, all right, here's the Switch Pro. It plays all the same games, but it does it better. <laughs> like, that's a hard sell. Well, I really like... One thing I will give, like, Nintendo as a whole credit for in terms of, like, the Switch is it's, it's really interesting because you know, like, PS5 and, like, Xbox, like, you're like, what? You're going to upgrade graphics. You're going to do a solid state. That's cool. But, like... The craziness that, like, Nintendo has yeah. <laughs> almost has me excited for, like, what... Like, I'm not stoked about the Switch Pro. Like, I could take it or leave it. But, like, this thing could include, like, a microwave oven. And I would be like, oh, that's fine. Like, that's Nintendo. <laughs> they they do that. That's their thing. Put your Amiibos in the microwave yeah. oven. <laughs> Light them on fire. Melt them into a 3D printed Furby. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> you, like... Miami Bulls were never the same. It was such an experience. <laughs> I have to hide my rack. I'm like, please don't touch any of these. Don't put them in the microwave. They don't come back the same. It's it's a, not a gimmick. They actually burn. They milk. do burn. They burn. <laughs> Anyways, um, I, I just I just don't think the Switch Pro makes sense. I don't think it makes business sense. And Nintendo no. is a business or like as much as they try to hide it, Nintendo is a business oriented company. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why Pokemon hasn't dropped in seven years. But, <laughs> like, like I, I agree, though. I, I agree that, and, and again, like, they don't really need, I'm sorry to say it, but, like, right now, the Switch is still one of the heaviest contenders being sold. Like, they still, still don't sell. have Madden. I know. Oh, my God. Listen. <laughs> the Vita had Madden. <laughs> I, listen, the Vita needs a, a rebrand and just come back out, please. Yes. One shot. Just re-release it. Oh, I would love All right. it. As always, I'm Chris. And I'm Billy, not Nintendo. And we will see you on the next Krillicast. This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I am Billy. And if you don't know who Humoran is, which also sounds like you moron, um, then <laughs> you clearly aren't watching meme videos. So I don't know why you clicked on this video. But we're just going to shout this dude out. This is Spala Sunday. That was the weirdest way to say that. That's so, okay. Hugh <laughs> Moran is a self-described comedian, in parentheses, an idiot with a camera, but in my opinion, a really great up-and-coming YouTube comedy channel featuring many different gaming franchises, including Halo, Fortnite, Pokemon, and 
just an ever expanding base of videos to make fun of. Um, featuring, uh, I'm sorry, and we're going to discuss what one of our favorite videos is for you guys to check out. This is a essentially a shout out of a YouTuber that we enjoy. So, obviously, the the easiest pick would be Fortnite kids don't know Master Chiefs from Halo. It's hilarious. It describes exactly what time we're living in where Fortnite is so big that literally his kids don't think Master Chief came from Halo. He came from Fortnite somehow, and Halo Infinite is stealing him somehow. <laughs> but there's that. And recently, his if Team Rocket was actual criminals, and I literally just about died laughing watching this one. It's hilarious. <laughs> because it, I'm not going to... I mean, we're going to see the video here, but basically, he, he does this perfect. So um, he could be the next Scott the Waz, just blow up a gaming comedy. What do you think, Billy? Oh, absolutely, man. His skit, like, I, again, I've seen him, like, we were just talking about it. I seen him first, like, with the Halo Fortnite video. But uh, his skit comedy is really funny, man. I really like sketches, and I think he did a great job making, like, this. That, again, that's the video that I was going to say, too, is the Pokemon Team Rocket one. But, uh... I, I think he, he's very comedic. I think that, like, his setups and everything, like, he's got a good team with him. It's just really funny with the stuff he puts out. Yeah, and this video in particular, it's like, what if Team Rocket were actual criminals? And they're like, okay, what's going to happen? Oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> dear. It just no, reminds his... me of, like, the really, really hilarious meme videos of Pokemon from back in the day. Yeah, and his edits and everything are really good. Like, again, this, like you said, like, it reminds me of, like, uh... Well, not quality-wise, but, like, old-time Smosh, like, when Smosh used to put out, like, Pokemon videos. But I, I really enjoy this, and I think I think this... I hope this kind of content, like, takes off. I hope his brand does really well, because it, it is really enjoyable to watch. And I'm saying this as somebody who has a red subscribe button. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? You're like, I, I like subscribe. You, Whoops. Sorry about that, Humoran. All right. No, he's... His jump cuts are really good too, though. Now give him. Oh that. yeah, he he does a really great job. And I, what I will say is this, Humoran, if you want to come on our podcast, just slide in the DMs on Twitter at Krillcast, a c h r i l l c a s t, and uh, I will definitely have you on. I already messaged you. You just didn't respond because you don't know who I am. Oh, <laughs> message okay. back, man. Just message me back. Anyways, your comedy's great. Love your stuff, and go check out his either his Master Chief. Fortnite video, which is hilarious, or is Pokemon Team Rocket were actual criminals? Both of those are great videos, and apparently he did the uh, Nintendo brainstorming about Pokemon Snap, <laughs> and I love this this thumbnail. There's no battling question mark. Whoops. <laughs> Anyways, as always, I'm Chris, and I'm Billy, not Humoran. And when you go and check him out, let him know that you came from our channel because it'll be really interesting if we get enough comments. It's like, I came from the Krill guys. Like, who the heck's the Krill cast? Anyways, that would be... and we will see you on the next Krilly cast, oh, season two. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs>